It's time for the Talking Flowers segment. And in the studio, I've got Dodine Brown, who's a florist educator and business mentor of the Ivy Institute. Welcome to the show, Nadine. It's great to have you back in the studio. Hi, Marianne. Thank you so much. Now, we're going to talk about seasonality because I, I express the idea that a lot of people who buy flowers aren't aware of what's in season and they can't be bothered looking it up. So we're going to tell them now. So. <laughs> have we got an hour? We There's have. so many. We'll, we'll condense it down to yes. to the most common varieties that are that are available right now and, and the different seasons. And um, I know we've spoken before if, and on previous episodes about um, sustainability and being able to you know, buy flowers that are in season and and lower that footprint of travel, of transport and importing Mm. and all of those things. So, yeah, it's good to be able to share some varieties that are available now. All right, let's start off with the season of winter where a lot of people might think, what's in flower in winter? Mm. I know, I have heard that for my whole floristry career that people think, oh, there's no flowers in winter. I beg to differ because some of my absolute favourite varieties are available. All your orchids, so for a start, all your cymbidium orchids, catalayas, uh, vandas, valleys, dendrobes, are all available, you know, and a lot of your home gardeners will be probably have a cymbidium in the back garden somewhere and they love that cold weather. Uh, I know in my own garden my hellebores are thriving at the moment and I'm just such a fan. They are one of my absolute favourites. You've got your early bulbs coming through in winter. We've got our jonquils and our daffs, you know, coming through sort of towards the end of winter. And we've got things like ornamental kale and we've got a great variety of wildflowers usually around as well. Not so much the big, you know, waratahs and things are later in the season, but a lot of our banksias and Australian natives are, are available throughout the winter months as well. And you're just getting the early bulbs, you know, we've got tulips that are absolutely stunning you know where ranunculas and anemones are just starting to come through so and spring stars i've got them coming through in sydney anyway the spring yeah. stars which anyway they're the little blue flower ones but i guess you can't have them in a bouquet because they're so tiny um yeah i'm not familiar with them actually marianne so you'll have to I'll have you'll to have to show me wreck my brain <laughs> find the botanical <laughs> name <laughs> that's all right, all right. Probably, they might not be a cut flower i mean i'm more familiar with the with the cut flower industry if there's not in sort of a cut flower mm. then uh, they wouldn't be through but um yeah there's so many beautiful flowers in winter and of course they last so well because it's a lot cooler and and you get a lot of color and a lot of fragrance in winter you know hyacinths and Daphne. Things like you, that. Oh, my Daphne is just out. Absolutely stunning. One of my very favourites in the garden, although she's she's a little uh, finicky to grow, isn't she, Daphne? Yeah, yeah, except the newer hybrids are a lot easier to grow. They don't drop dead so much. There's, um, I've forgotten again what the cultivar name no, is. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm on my third Daphne in about 10 years, and yes. I think they just, uh, she's a baby. I, hmm. I've, I've picked the odd, the odd uh, you know, group of flowers just to put beside my bed <laughs> so oh. I can smell them in the morning but um all right yeah but let's uh what have we got next spring yeah well, of course let's mm. spring into spring okay <laughs> so you know everything's starting to come through in spring I think a flower that seems to you know be 
mass produced or sold or all sort of year round is is peonies. We, you know, but really ultimately um, peonies are an October flower and we've got them for six weeks here in Australia really. So if you're buying peonies outside of that time frame, you're definitely buying an imported product, usually from France or Italy. But you know, we've got our roses starting to come through. Uh, as I said, the peonies. You've got all your the renunks and then enemies going into their full, their full flush, which are beautiful. So you've got all those lovely bulbs coming through. Our wildflowers are best in autumn and spring. So we've got our waratahs, our big king proteas, all of the lovely uh, ericas and schultzia and wax, Geraldton wax and things like that are all coming through. Actually, Geraldton well. wax starts a bit earlier sometimes. Mm. In some, it's just starting now. Mm. Mm. So it's starting sort of late winter. Your late winter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And do you then also use cherry blossoms? Yeah, yeah, we do. And as much as I, I, I absolutely love the magnolia. You know, the deciduous magnolia flowers. You'll see these big branches cut in the flower market that are used for designing with. And I, st- <laughs> there's I'm. I'm this like one foot in the camp of the grower and one foot in the camp of the designer and I think, oh, how wonderful it would be to design with that. But at the same time, I know that it's taken years for that branch to grow and I think, oh, how do you cut that? I don't know if I could cut my own. So, yeah, there's a huge market for blossom. Now, one thing I forgot to mention was clivias. Do you ever use them as cut flowers? Yeah, we do. I've got a bunch of a huge patch of clivia at home. I've got an old garden so that if they were there, you know, before we got there 20 years ago. Yeah, and they last really well. Yeah, so they 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 start late winter in some areas and mm. go through to spring. All right, let's move on to summer. Yep. Well, you've got your obviously your roses are in, you know, full full flush in summer. And we've we go down sunflowers although sometimes we have sunflowers all through winter too. So things like that. You've got your gerberas and your carnations and your staple things that go, you know, over crossover and crossover seasons. Obviously, wildflowers are a lot easier to use from a designing point of view over over summer, just for the heat factor. And you've got flowers that aren't uh, quite so susceptible to, you know, mm. the hot, the heat, and the dehydration. So some of those varieties are a little bit hardier over that that summer period to grow. Mm. What about stephanotis? Is that more of a late spring, early summer. Yeah, and it's not um, it's not commonly used in the industry as far as a f- as a floristry flower. It was way back when when I first started. You know, it still had that lovely kind of old world romance about it, which it does. I think it was used in every bouquet in the thirties, forties, and fifties. But it's often sold in actually li- like little containers cut off the vine just the flower alone where you would then wire it up, hand wire it up and then use it in a design, use it in a bouquet or use it in a headpiece. Or um, So it's very rarely sold on its on uh, its vine. On its vine, okay, mm. right. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a lovely waxy flower. I love it and I love the yeah, scent. Yeah, yes. it lasts really well too. It does indeed. And moving on to autumn. Yep. So, of course, the queen of autumn is the dahlia. dahlia. Yeah, she is. <laughs> end of summer, end of <laughs> yeah, autumn. yeah. Just so spit. And, you know, they were considered quite a pedestrian sort of flower back in the day, especially in the in, in the floral industry. And I remember seeing them in a bouquet many years ago now in, in a European bouquet. And I thought, surely not, we're going to have dahlias in a bridal bouquet. Like that would just be 
as if that would happen. <laughs> and then, of course, Australia is where a couple of years behind those European trends and and then comes in, you know, a cafe au lait and suddenly we're all dahlia mad and that really has sat, you know, that trend is, is sitting here for a while, which is lovely to see. I love growing them myself. You know, they're a great flower to grow as a gardener and but a little bit finicky to design with. You know, they need scalding. They don't often last very well cut. You need to sort of do a couple of little tricks with them to to help them to have a longer vase life. And they're big and blousy in a bouquet. You know, they're 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 bossy. Take, take up a lot of space. <laughs> they so do. You've got to you've got to team them right with yeah. uh, another flower. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, in autumn, we've still got roses oh, going. Yeah, I've got roses. I mean, sometimes you know I'm not cutting back roses till June because they're still producing the odd flower. Um, all your lovely, you know, foliages. I think is just so beautiful in autumn to have just all of that colour in foliages more than flowers. You know, it's like. Um, You've got just, just, just such a variety of, of beautiful other botanicals, and I think, uh, you know, it's lovely to embrace everything that the season offers, not just flowers. Yeah, and one thing we forgot is, oh, what about Asiatic lilies? Is autumn their time, or maybe more? often? Um, I think you're looking at more of a spring summer for them, but oh. over the, for the industry, they're grown. They're often grown under controlled conditions, so they'd be grown in glass houses or hot houses, and we have them available all year round, like we would carnation, like we would um, lots of others. But you know, right now, just sort of sweet peas are starting to come through, which are divine. We didn't mention them, and they're that's amazing. For the one, yeah. yeah, and then you've got you know another flower that's coming through in spring again is our lily of the valley, and you know. Beautiful, some really lovely things. But, yeah, what's exciting about seasonality is that we get so – well, for me, I just get really excited about what's coming. And, yeah, I'm sad to see the, the peonies go. It's like, oh, they were, like, here for five minutes, it mm. feels like. Um, but, you know, look what's around the corner, look what's coming again. And I think that gives um, us as designers but also the general public a lot more of a feeling of respect and admiration and um, value for something when they can see that it's about to disappear or it's only here for a short time. So I think we've been spoilt with all of these imports and all of these growing conditions that we have everything on demand all the time. It kind of waters it down and doesn't – loses its um, – specialness maybe yeah it's it's preciousness I guess and you know it's it's like mangoes are fabulous in summer we don't if you had them all year round you wouldn't be excited about when when they first come into peaches and things like that so I think that's that's what I love about really embracing that seasonality as well as the sustainable side of things is just to appreciate what nature has on offer when it has it on offer well there we have it that's seasons in flowers or the floral seasons once again nadine it's been lovely chatting with you on real world gardener oh, it's been a pleasure to be here thanks marianne